One of the advantages of being a TCK is that you get to travel the world. And come on, let's be honest, who doesn't want to see the world? But travel can place a strain on relationships because you're spending time away from people, no matter where you are. And I think this is um, this is true for family in particular. If you grow up overseas, then you are probably going to be growing up away from at least part of your family. Today, we're going to be hearing from a young woman who grew up in the Philippines and has a large family and knows exactly what I'm talking about. So with no further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you Omega. So, Omega, you're the 13th of 13 kids. Yes, which I is, am. Which is why your name is Omega, right? Yes, it is, yeah. That's cool. So what was it like growing up in a big family overseas? For, for me, it was kind of difficult because, like, a lot of my memories is with just three of my siblings. Okay. Um, and then, so, like, three... The three siblings above me, I have most of my memories, and then for two years, I grew up by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, a lot of the times, my whole, like, my whole entire family was overseas back in the States. And so, I don't actually have a lot of memories with most of my siblings, but they have memories with me. Mm. And so, that's, that's really difficult, because I'm like, I don't even know who you are, and you don't even know me. But Interesting. they have memories of me being born and me growing up and just me as a baby, basically, and taking care of me. And so, like, it's actually, like, it's actually kind of difficult right now with just the dynamics of the family. Like, I'm the independent, slightly rebellious younger <laughs> sister that goes and does everything that a family doesn't do. Yeah. Um, and so, Yeah. That's too funny. You you know you never really struck me as the slightly rebellious type. Just you know, just so you know. Yeah, no, that's uh, after I graduated high school. Okay. Uh, I was never rebellious like at home with my family, but coming out of high school and going to school, like I uh, I was like, I want to go do my own thing. I don't want to be conformed underneath family rules, and so. Mm, sure. Um, my my parents wanted me to do a Bible school that my dad was going to become the director, and I didn't want to do it, but I did it just because they asked me to. And okay. I signed up for it, and then I didn't realize that, like, it was going to be so difficult with my parents being there and just with everything. Like, it all turned out good, but um, it was, I just was like, I'm not, I didn't sign up for this, so I didn't do yeah. anything, and yeah. I was like, I'm not conforming to the ways that you want me to, and, <laughs> and so, yeah. yeah, like, it, there was nothing, like, like against my family, it was more like, I want to stand on my own two feet. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Which I feel like that's probably relatively normative for all kids yeah. at some point, they're like, man, I gotta do things on my own, like, family, get away from me. I know when I got married, like me and my wife, like we got married and the day after we got married, we moved across the country. We were like, see ya. <laughs> so I get that. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so what is the age span between you and your oldest siblings? Uh, it's 19. Okay. 19 years. Gotcha. And did they all grow yeah. up overseas as well? Yeah, they did. My mom actually 
went to the Philippines with nine kids um, and then had four of us in the Philippines. Okay, gotcha. So I was wow. born in the Philippines as a missionary kid. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> So some of your siblings were like probably moved out of the home by the time you even came along, right? Yeah. I when I was born, my oldest sibling actually actually graduated and left mm-hmm. the Philippines. So Okay, yeah. So and then you said that you did kind of like hang out with four of your siblings, uh, right? Uh three of my siblings. Like okay. I have memories with three of my siblings. Okay. And do you still feel close to them? Or what's that relationship yeah. like? I, I'm still pretty, like, we talk every now and then, but when we're together, we're pretty, we're pretty close. Mm. And it's just, like, back to normal. Yeah. But for two years of high school, junior and senior year, I was by myself and at home. And so a lot of it is, like, for me, what I remember is basically being on my own, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Sure, I gotcha. So how do uh so how often do you see your siblings? Not very often. I just moved from Homer, Alaska. Um and back home there's seven siblings there. Okay. And we still never saw each other very much because because everyone was working and uh just busy schedules and stuff and we only saw each other at church. Way that I grew up was not being around people, not being around my sibling, so I wasn't used to it. So I did my own thing in summer, and then I moved here. And I have a couple of siblings that actually keep in contact with me, but not, not often. Yeah. Do you feel that there's kind of an equal balance uh, between them kind of making an effort to keep up with you and you making an effort to keep up with them? Yeah, I do. Like, usually it's just schedule-wise um, and what my schedule looks like and what their schedule looks like. Like, I'll call them and they won't answer because they're busy doing something and then they'll call me back a couple of days later because I called. Um, and so it's kind of back and forth. My sister, Anna, actually, we keep in contact uh, very often. Um and Anna, she's, she's the clo- she's the closest the to you in way. age, right? Yeah, yeah, she's closer to me. Okay, gotcha. Now I know you mentioned that when you moved to Reading, you found that there were a couple uh, people from your childhood um, that were there already, and you were able to connect with them a little bit at groups and over social media and stuff like that. Um, do you find that mm-hmm. there are a lot of people uh, like that in your life um, from your past that you've been able to keep up with, or? Do you feel that you've more branched out and started a new life having uh, moved back to North America? Uh, I think it's kind of both. Uh, I've been keeping in contact with people from my class and people that I've just grown close with every once in a while. It's not every day, but I'm starting, like, I'm starting my own life here. Yeah. Um, And so I don't, like, hold on to my past, but just because they're friends. I keep in contact with them and check up on them, you know. Gotcha. So do you feel that your relationship with your siblings was different um, having grown up overseas than it would have been if you had grown up in North America? Oh, yeah, definitely. Because of my memories, like, 
most of my memories growing up was like I have nine brothers and three sisters, but I only know really well two brothers and mm. one sister. Mm-hmm. And so when we would when we would go to the states, it was always a treat to go see my other siblings, but mm. I knew nothing about them. Mm. And so just that dynamic of you know having an an image of a brother but not really knowing him. If we lived in America, like if we grew up in Homer all together, most of them would be in Homer and we would be around each other a lot. Yeah. Um, and so that's just like the different dynamics of because they would hardly ever come to the Philippines to visit and we would hardly ever come to America and visit just because money wise. Yeah, right. Um, and so I like one sibling, my oldest sister. I, there was one time I never, like, I didn't see her for about seven years, wow. basically. Yeah. And then, like, she came to the Philippines to visit, and then I saw her, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Wow. So. Yeah, that's a long time to be apart. So, Omega, I have, uh, I've had several conversations with families uh, lately that are heading overseas for the first time. Um, with kids, one of the things that concerns most people is the amount of grief and loss um, that TCKs tend to experience just being in a more highly mobile context. Um, there's a lot of inconsistency in relationships, um, circumstances, um, even even geography, right? You're moving around a lot, so you never get too comfortable in one place. Um, and yeah. it sounds like that's been a little bit true for your experience and that there's been a lot of distance between you and your siblings that was um, sort of created just because of the geographical barrier um, of you living overseas and them being back in America. Is there anything that you would say to families who are going overseas with siblings? Is there anything um, that they need to watch out for um, in sibling slash children dynamics? Um, Any way to promote a healthy relationship amongst their children? You could also take this as uh, not only siblings, but extended family. Um, Even when all siblings are close together, maybe there's only a few siblings, and so it's easy to keep them together. Um, there's still uh, you still have family uh, in the states, and I was just having a conversation with one young man who said uh, he said something to the effect that um, when you meet your family, your extended family in America, um, now you have them in your heart to mess with you even when you're away, you know. And um, so there's still that dynamic of like there are people that we love um, who are distant from us, and I guess the question is. How do you stay healthy emotionally, knowing that there are people in your life that you love that you can never be too close to? For me, it would be basically just being intentional and keeping up and up to date with those who you love the most. Mm. Um, because you're always you're always going to not lose someone, but someone is always going to move and that's either going to be someone that's kind of close to you or someone that you really, really love, Yeah, you know? And like nowadays we have an easier way of keeping in contact with people, uh, which is like FaceTime, Skype, Vonage phone, and you know, just all of this. And so like, I know that in the first couple of weeks when you move away from someone that you love, it's always the hardest, but then you get kind of, you, your heart gets kind of used to it. It's just like a, like your heart gets stunned by that. And so like the first weeks are always hard. That's 
but it gets better, mm. you know, mm-hmm. it gets easier mm-hmm. as time goes, mm-hmm. um, because you realize your heart realizes that you have to not really necessarily move on, but you have to get used to that empty space. And so like for me, it would be just staying, staying in contact with them as much as you can. Yeah. Like I have a friend back at home that we, we were really, really tight back in Homer, Alaska Mm-hmm. We're really, really tight, and we keep in contact pretty much every day. We talk every day, mm-hmm. but it's not like deep conversations. Sure, it's like sending a sticker, sure, you know, on yeah. Facebook. Yeah. Or some days it's like, "How are you doing?" You know, but that way you're still you're still connected. Mm-hmm. You know, but the mm-hmm. first couple of weeks it was really hard for both of us to like be separated, mm-hmm. but we both. Me and her, we made an effort to like, you know, I still value this relationship and mm. I still love you the same as I did back at home. And so yeah. because of that, I'm still going to keep yeah. in contact with you. Yeah. You good. know? Yeah. And it, it's usually both parties that have to be on the same page. Like we never really talked about what we're going to do. Yeah. But like if you if you have one person that's like, oh, you know, you're leaving. Well, we're not going to really keep in contact but then you yourself want to keep in contact. If you try to keep in contact with them, like it's going to be really, really frustrating Mm -hmm. for you Mm -hmm. when they're not really on the same page and they just kind of, you know, moved on. And so like, I would say the best way is know that the first couple of weeks will be hard. Yeah. And then it will get easier and just keep in contact as much as you can Mm -hmm. is what I would say. Yeah. There's definitely something about being intentional about um, maintaining communication. And what you were saying about how um, sometimes your communication doesn't even have a particular feel of depth about it. Like you said, you know, just sending a a Facebook sticker or something Mm -hmm. like that. I feel like that may be a sign of a deeper relationship when you're at a place where you can just have, um, where you can just have um, sort of casual daily interactions with someone and really appreciate that and appreciate their the presence of mind, if not their um, physical presence. So that's really cool. Yeah. I also, yeah. I also like what you said about um, how, um, you know, we have a lot of options nowadays to keep in contact with someone. I know when I went overseas um, for the first time, my dad was um, kind of grappling with how hard it was going to be to be apart, um, you know, on different continents, even though we'd been apart um, in America mm-hmm. before that. And he was like, but then again, back in the day, people like went overseas and never came back at all. And you probably will come back. And in the meantime, we still have like Skype and stuff. So I guess I can still talk to you and see your face and stuff. So yeah. I guess I shouldn't like be be too down about it. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, my parents when they first moved to the Philippines, they uh, they moved to the Philippines. I think in eighty seven and eight or eighty eight. I'm not really sure. Or eighty nine. One of those. Um, and my brother, Seth, who I'm pretty close with, was born in the Philippines. And just like in the last year, my family pulled out a, like a typewriter, you know, when they like would type messages. Oh yeah. You remember that? Yeah. So they, they found one and my dad wrote it and said, Marla just had the baby and it's a baby boy 
and we named it Seth. We named him Seth. And it was like a couple of hours after the baby, like my dad was trying to find a radio to communicate back to Homer, Alaska, and just all of this stuff. And I think about that, I'm like, man, we're so blessed to have like Skype and FaceTime and all of these like ways to contact people. Yeah. Where really. they had like one radio that oh, was man. with like, that was so hard to keep like in contact with the satellite to mm-hmm, keep in contact mm-hmm. with people back home and just all of this and so just super grateful I'm really glad that it's not that hard to keep in contact with people yeah that's true I remember growing up in Nigeria we had this satellite phone and uh, mm-hmm. we had to like point it at the satellite to get signal and so every time we were like on the road and had to send an email like it'd be late at night the sun's already gone down we weren't paying attention to which way is north, and so my dad will go out and be like, hey, guys, uh, which way does the sun set? And they're like, that way, weirdo. And he's like, okay, I just had to figure out, like, how to set up this thing, and then, like, he can send it, send an email through the satellite phone. And so when we came back to the States and had, like, wireless internet in our house, and, like, he opened the computer and was like, I'm just sending an email. I'm like, where's the satellite phone? <laughs> why don't? Why didn't you set it up first? What is this magic? I don't believe it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I still have like little culture shocks like that with moving from the Philippines to America. Like one of them was the other day, like we we use propane in the Philippines right. for our gas stove. Like the twenty five pound and I, it just hit me it just hit me the other day. I was like, We don't we don't use that. In America, we only like it's it's built into the house. It's not like you order gas every week and a half or so. Right. And I was I was so thrown off by that. I was like, wow, that's that's different than you know growing up in the Philippines. And it took yeah. me it took me three years to find that out. Um, and so. Like just little things like that, where I'm like, "Oh, this is, this is different than growing up in the Philippines." You yeah, know? right. That's too funny. Oh man, does it like? Is yeah. it just me, or is it a little bit creepy that there are like lines of gas running under the ground, and like someone yeah. with a shovel can totally like mess up the whole system? And... Right. Yes, it's very creepy. I remember when uh, we moved back to the states for the first time um i was going to cook some eggs um you know in the morning and i turned on the i turned on the stove and it's one of those like electric tops and so i turned on the stove and stood there waiting and uh, the stove got red but i was kind of like waiting for fire to come before i started cooking my eggs and i was like guys this thing is not working and they're like oh no it's hot and i'm like but there's no fire. Like, how do you know it's hot? And then how do you know how hot it is? Because that's just, that just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You have to judge heat by the size of a fire, by the size of the flame. And they're like, not in this country. And I'm like, I don't know if I can do this, guys. I don't know if I can get used to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm still kind of terrible at cooking on an electric stovetop just because. I know, so am I. I, I don't, I don't understand it. I get, I understand, um, I understand gas stoves, but not electric. Yeah, right. Although, I'm 
with an electric stove right now. So. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today, Omega, and taking the time to share about your experience with your family and stuff. I really appreciate it. Yeah, totally. Okay, cool. This has been TCK Care, and one of the things that stood out to me about Omega's story was that relationships take intentionality. If you want to have friends, if you want to maintain relationships, then you need to be there. If you can't be there physically, then be there emotionally, be there mentally. I like Omega's example of exchanging messages with her friend in Alaska while she's away at school. Another thing that stood out to me was when Omega was talking about leaving loved ones, perhaps um, in your host country when you go overseas, or perhaps that's the other way around. Perhaps it's leaving your friends when you come back to your host country. She said that there's a couple weeks of just that feeling of being stunned. You might describe it as shock, being in shock from being away, from feeling that separation. She said something like, there's no moving on without these people in your life. You just learn to live with the emptiness in your heart. And I think that's true. I've felt that in my life. And if you have spent significant time overseas, I wonder if you haven't experienced the same thing. And if you are feeling like you have empty space in your heart where loved ones belong, please just be gentle with yourself as you learn to live with that empty space, as you learn to live with that, uh, with that distance. And if you're living, uh, if you're living away from someone, uh, someone significant to you, whether that's friends or family, whether you're the one who's living overseas or whether you're the one who was, you know, left behind, so to speak, I would encourage you to take a moment to be present with your loved ones. Just take a moment to reach out, let them know that you're thinking of them, let them know that you care, and let them know that you still have a space for them in your heart. Be there with them, uh, be there with them in heart, if not in geography, so to speak. Well, that's all for this episode, and we'll see you guys next time.